0: This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Dog Boy, Danger on Liberty Pier by Bill Meeks, a new superhero adventure. Sometimes the murder isn't the mystery. Find out more at dogboyadventures.com. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks and Anne-Marie isn't here again. Apologies. Uh, but this is another little special episode we're putting out in the lead up to once coming back next week. Are you guys excited? I'm excited. I'm super excited. I am wickedly excited for once to come back on Sunday. Uh, but basically this is an interview that me and Anne-Marie did a couple months back for a website called uh, Lythrist. We got an email from Emma over there at uh, lythrist.com. It's a uh, let me get the correct spelling here for you. We'll have a link in the show notes at greetings from storybrook.com too, but it's Lytherus, L-Y-T-H-E-R-U-S.com. And it was a really, uh, a long, far-reaching interview where we went over, you know, our, our thoughts on once, how we came up with the podcast, what it's been like, uh, you know, interacting with you guys over the past year and a half or however long we've been doing this. And it's a, hopefully it'll be enjoyable and a little, uh, little something to uh get you excited for uh sunday uh speaking of sunday we'll actually be back on saturday night uh Late Saturday night, we'll post our Wonderland recap for uh, Greetings from Wonderland uh, as a separate feed, or just it'll come out over on the uh, regular Greetings from storybrook feed, too. Yeah, I should probably plan what I'm going to say when I record these, right? I, and uh, one thing I want to mention before we get into the episode is that my novel, Dog Boy Danger on Liberty Pier, is available, and we have a couple of uh, promo codes for you guys. Now, I, I gave the promo code for uh, free books yesterday, and they're already all gone. I'll be opening up a couple more free copies on Sunday, or rather Monday when we record the episode. But if you use the coupon code "Greetings from Storybrooke" 2 at bit.ly slash OnceDogboy, uh, you can get 99 cents off the book. Uh, Basic premise of the book, Dogboy is uh, Culture City's 13-year-old superhero, and when he sees a murder on Liberty Pier, he has to launch a hunt to find the killer. Uh, But it turns out, in this case, the murder isn't the biggest mystery. It's a lot of fun superhero adventure uh, young adult novel and uh, if you want to check it out, uh, like I said go to bit.ly slash once boy and use the promo code greetings2 greetings, from, uh, greetings two, rather. Uh, the promo code is greetings2 um, yeah, and if you want to check out uh, that book or uh, Den of Thieves and we have some other ones coming out uh, shortly, you can check those out at dogboyadventures.com well, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get into the main content of the episode and I'll pop back in at the end to say hi hey!
1: All right, well, first question then, I want to dive into this, uh, is okay. pretty much what made you choose a podcast to express your fandom? That's the, not a route many people take.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, we, we had uh, initially been looking into doing a Doctor Who podcast. Uh, we were going to call it The Companions. It was going to be, a because we really, we were looking for a good podcast to do together. Yeah, and uh, We've we're, been
2: trying, actually, for a couple of years to find a mm-hmm. podcast to do.
0: Yeah, and uh, we were going to do the Doctor Who one, and then a good friend of mine, uh, Justin Robert Young, decided to uh, start one, you know.
2: With his girlfriend.
0: Yeah, we he hadn't said anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's called uh, Who's the Boss? Who's it's on the, the, the Frog Pants was... Network, but, you know, we didn't want to step on his toes. And then I was getting into Once Upon a Time, and I told Anne-Marie, you know, you should definitely check it out.
2: And I laughed at him.
0: <laughs> and uh, she kept putting for it off for
2: about six months. Yeah, and then I marathoned it all in a week. <laughs> and I was
0: uh, addicted. then after that, you know, I I think that was right at the end of season one, right? Yeah, got there was like up.
2: three episodes left.
0: Yeah, and uh, so then uh, you know we finished it out together, and then over the course of the summer, we just decided, hey, why don't we why don't we start a podcast? So we sat down. If you go back and listen to the zero episode, I actually used a little field recorder I used for some of my video work and uh, we just sat down at the kitchen table and uh, that was basically how it ran for I don't know the first month or so at least yeah and then we eventually I like I had all the professional audio equipment it was just easier for us just to sit down hit record and go Right. Uh, but once we kind of found our voice with it and kind of had a good structure for how to organize Answer. our thoughts for the episode and everything uh, we we moved over to the professional equipment. But, yeah, re- like I said, you know, the podcasting thing was really just a matter of us wanting to do a podcast and happen, happening to fall in love with Once Upon a Time right. at the same time. Well,
2: we both were kind of involved with podcasters. Like, mm-hmm. he's very close with a lot of people on Twit and Frog Pants.
0: Twit and, and Frog Pants, etc.
2: And uh, <laughs> oh, I was addicted well, – was am addicted to a podcast called Manic Mommies where I was like, yes – I should be doing this, and
1: <laughs> I couldn't find anybody to do that with me, so I just mm-hmm. did this. Well, that sort of kind of segues nicely into the next <laughs> question, which was, how did you become a Oncer, and what drew you to the show? So you obviously did not start day one with episode one.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you know, I had heard the um... – kind of the basic premise uh, of once upon a time like right before it was about to start air- airing and it really reminded me of a comic book series called Fables by Bill Willingham and I had known that ABC had been working uh with uh DC Comics and Bill to try and come up with a fable series and it had kind of got stalled and it it never worked out and then the next season they had this once upon a time show which had a very similar para- premise you know fairy tale characters transported to live in a small uh, insular community in the modern world, and uh, so I was kind—I of, I didn't want to watch the show because I was like, "Oh, they're just ripping off Fables." And uh, then I saw an interview on with Bill Willingham, the creator of Fables, on Comic Book Resources, where he said that the creators of the show had actually approached him because they knew the concepts were so similar mm-hmm. uh, to kind of get his blessing on it. And this was, you know, probably four or five episodes into the first season, so he—he he was a uh, yeah, He had been told who Graham was and he said that <sighs> was super duper interesting and they, that that was uh, basically, you, you know, a reason to watch it if nothing else, which I, 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 I almost wonder if maybe they didn't change plans, you, you know, halfway through because, you know, the Woodsman is interesting. But not really, really interesting. Yeah, he had to have been like a, a thinking think- a
2: lot of people mm-hmm. over the course of the show. A
0: lot of people were thinking he was going to be the big bad wolf. And I know they the creators have also talked that they were going to put Sherlock in. Or they well, were they wanted to thinking about putting Sherlock in. I think they said maybe Graham was going to be maybe
2: Maybe that's what it yeah, was. I,
0: I, I almost want to say I remember hearing that.
2: I feel like that story mm-hmm. has come up before, yes.
0: Yeah, but basically, uh, yeah, I got the creator's permission to enjoy Once Upon a Time, so I checked out a couple episodes and fell in love with and <laughs> Uh y- Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> and I think we already basically covered yours.
2: Yeah, that was me, but
0: mm-hmm. he
2: kind of sold me um, with Jenny Goodwin because I loved Big Love. Mm-hmm. Like, I got really addicted to that because I marathon shows. <laughs> Um, so I, like, watch entire series really quick. Um,
0: Seems to be the trend these days.
2: It is the trend, too, thanks to the Netflix and Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That was, that was, that at least got me to watch it, and then when mm-hmm. she was Snow White, that made it even better.
1: Was there any particular episode at which she said, okay, this, this is it, I'm done for? I'm a huge fan. It was
2: probably, to- a, it was probably episode one. Let's just be honest. I get sucked in really quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am. For, for me, probably episode one, two. Really, uh, what really hooked me into the series was Rumple himself. Like, Rumple. Well, it was like, like the first episode, Rumple slash Mr. Gold kind of, like, bugged me, but in a good way. And I was sticking with it. And then by the time I got to, like, the... I think, like, the third episode, he just completely won me over. And he was... For... A, a big part of season one, he was why I watched the series, and I mean that's become less so as he's become Weird. well, well more of a good guy, and he's also become a lot more sympathetic. And they, the more interesting characters are the ones that have issues, and he, uh, he they're oh, slowly he's got issues. He like he, he, he has issues. <laughs>
2: there's plenty of issues
0: but uh you know they're they're very slowly shaving them away for him and uh who knows maybe this sunday maybe this sunday uh, he'll be completely resolved
1: (laughs) Uh, i've heard that rumor yeah it's it's interesting because i remember the first few episodes uh the the person who actually hooked me was the evil queen and I completely lost interest in her when she started getting redeemed in the second season. <laughs> it was boring. It was. It's.
2: She's still. I really struggle with her. Like I want to love to hate her, but right now I'm just a little me.
0: Well, with the second season too, they were they were trying to do a redemption arc, but it kind of seemed like. Uh, it it, it, they, yeah they, they just wouldn't commit to it it was like one episode she would be on the path to redemption the next one she'd be back to her old ways and it went back and forth like that three but or four times
2: but when she went back to her, back, her old ways they weren't good mm-hmm. they weren't like the quality evil queen I like a yeah there was, it
1: queen. almost weakened her that, quite a bit with that arc she seemed a little wishy-washy it uh, wasn't really until the season finale that I felt like okay we might be yeah making mm-hmm. some progress again with this character
0: yeah and that's even happened a bit this season like actually this past Sunday's this episode week, yeah. be, because you know uh just just the distrust she had of Emma after everything they went through in Neverland it was like come on they
2: We little, just got off the boats.
0: Yeah, yeah be a little consistent. Yeah she she might still have some little jealousy there but you guys just teamed up and you know put aside your differences towards a common goal you had a big victory. Right. Trust her a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I actually uh, quit watching for a little bit at the beginning of, of this new season because um, that first episode had all the old animosity back out. And I said, I thought we fixed this. I thought we were past this. <laughs> I don't want to watch another season of this. And then I was told... Like, two episodes later that they pretty much resolved it and moved forward again and I, I started tuning back in but...
2: and now we've gone backwards again
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> goes back and forth and back and but forth but I mean forever. that's
2: how any real relationship's gonna go you can't completely wipe everything away and in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things has it even been a year
0: this is true we're, we're yeah, it's...
2: two and a half seasons in and Henry the character or the actor has <laughs> aged like three years
1: Henry <laughs> the character has aged a bad A year. So. I think that's interesting because I actually have it headcanoned that it's been at least two years. Well, that's what I did too Mm -hmm.
2: until it was pointed out to me because I said something on the podcast and people really (laughs) like to correct us. Like we get like 70 um seven emails anytime something we say is wrong or they mm-hmm. think
0: is wrong which we welcome
2: of course yeah i'd like to be called out because half the time we're like okay we yeah. don't remember this so if you could send us a link
0: help us sound less stupid yes that, that's actually what we should probably start the podcast with everyone.
2: right hi greetings from story rec help us sound <laughs> less stupid
0: but you were saying about henry
2: know. oh it's just like I, I think just seeing the physical aspects has made me feel like it's gone longer Mm -hmm. but it hasn't which is a problem
0: see actually i in one of the theories i've been been talking about on the podcast i kind of think at this point with the body swap and everything that they might be planning on having robbie k play henry going forward that's kind of my my little pet theory right now or the actor who plays peter pan right now uh, you know that they might have him playing henry going forward because he's like 17, 18, something yeah, like his that. His
2: looks aren't going to change that drastically. Yeah,
0: for, you know, realistically, the five years. lifetime of the show might be another two seasons, maybe three. Don't
2: be a negative.
0: No, that's not. Five or six seasons is really, really good. <laughs> so,
1: I like things with
0: nine seasons. You never want it to end. <gasps> exactly. <laughs>
1: well, and I think that that would be an interesting way to go because after having seen them doing it for a while, I don't think Jared Gilmore channels. Pan really well. I think he channels evil really well, but not necessarily Pan. But I do think Robbie Kay is actually doing a good job channeling Henry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like actually, I, th- I thought Henry as Pan, well, not exactly like Pan, uh, it was a lot better than his general performances. I don't know if that's. Because, you know, it's villains, so it's meatier. Or if, you know, maybe he worked with Robbie K. a bit to kind of...
2: Oh, I'm sure they did.
0: ...get a little bit of that impression going on. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, a younger actor working really closely with a more experienced or, be- or a better actor can just have, like, a magnitude of, a uh, you know, help w- w- in improvement and everything.
1: Well, I'm actually going to grab that again and try and pull it back to some of the scripted questions. Sure. <laughs> you guys. Fine have talked about having backgrounds in theater mm-hmm. and yes. how that affects how you watch the show. Um, how much do you think it ultimately affects how you watch anything Is that background knowledge, Constant, a major thing
2: constantly? I can't put it out of my head. It was mm-hmm. six years and a college degree. Yeah. So it's always there. Mm-hmm. I can hear my professors like in my head, criticizing <laughs> them because well, Theater professors are very Mm -hmm. (laughs) flamboyant. They all were. They all were.
0: Their personalities. Their
2: personalities are very large and their opinions are twice as large. Mm -hmm. So I just hear them criticizing when something's Mm -hmm. weird or gets skipped or like I could even hear them going, they dropped a line. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I could just hear it and some things that just aren't believable would be like, commit!
0: <laughs> and oddly, even almost con- con- conversely, I-, I think sometimes it helps us be a little bit more forgiving of yes. certain things, too. Yes. Because, you know, I mean, it's a matter of scale. We weren't exactly on ABC on Sunday nights no. or anything. But, you know, we've been there. So, yeah. so you know, if someone has has a, has a bad episode or something like that or... I don't know a script, uh, and especially with me uh, doing some writing and stuff too. Like, uh, you know, if, if a plot doesn't tie together as quickly, you can excuse a little bit because you can kind of you can put yourself in the place of the person or the artist, right? You know, as they're doing it, and you're like, okay, well, you know, they probably still did their best. Right. It's Just they were having an off day. They didn't have to work with. Right, yeah. Or they they needed to get. On the in the case of a script or something, they needed to get the script in by five, so it was just easier to do the shorthand lo- kind of crappy line right. <laughs> instead of uh, right. trying to do something clever. Let but it, rhyme. yeah, yeah, and plus the costuming, you know, it helps with the co- oh, you know God, analyzing God the, the costuming.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, if we could live in fairy tale land, I would be the happiest person ever. I was mm-hmm. so excited to see Snow's like mm-hmm. I keep calling it a warrior outfit, but it's really not a warrior outfit. <laughs> I don't know. The woods outfit
0: with with the Uggs
2: she didn't have Uggs. she has
0: Uggs and a fur vest.
2: this wasn't that one. This was the white leather,
0: Oh, okay, okay. The
2: white leather with the studs,
0: oh, okay. It the better. Although a few weeks ago, uh, I forget what episode it was, but wasn't it like it, they they just seemed very focused on Regina, Regina's cleavage for some reason? Like, all, no,
2: you were focused on Regina's cleavage. No,
0: no, it was like there were three <laughs> different outfits, three different timelines, or something, and everyone oh, was, was that like super low cut. Flashback it yeah. just kept getting
2: lower and lower mm-hmm. and lower. It, like,
0: and you were like, did someone lose a bet <laughs> <laughs> or something?
2: Yeah, it was was risque almost <laughs> but anyway yes theater does affect <laughs> every <laughs> aspect of us watching the show
1: mm-hmm. well, one of the things i'd actually kind of wondered is uh occasionally i think from a, a more casual viewer standpoint it's easy for us to get caught up in the characters because the actors are so good that even when they have an off week with their their character arc they're their acting is so impressive. Mm-hmm. Robert Carlyle, I think, is the best example of that. It yeah. doesn't
0: really mm-hmm. matter
1: how little sense his character arc is making. He's great to watch.
0: Oh, yeah. He's a pro. Oh,
1: yeah. And uh, I could see that the, the theater background really helping you pick up on the fact that he, he's struggling. He's got nothing, and he's just having to do it all himself.
2: You yeah. can kind of tell, and this is going to sound bad, mm-hmm. but... The more professional and experienced actors, even within the show, mm-hmm. just even facial expressions and verbal, you know, accents or whatever. Yeah. You can tell who's been around the block mm-hmm. and who's new. Yeah. Of any age.
0: And, uh, you know, uh, what, one thing I'd like to point out just before we get out of a theater land is that uh, uh, it, land. it's actually uh, funny because me and Anne-Marie actually met. Doing a play oh, about yes! a fairy tale about Hansel and Gretel. She was the, Lydia, Lydia the gypsy, the, the beach. Lydia the witch, and I was the stage manager. So <laughs> and I don't remember. So I don't know. Maybe we were always destined to do a Once Upon a Time podcast. But
2: didn't you play my husband in one too? We oh, did like yeah. five different fairy tale mm-hmm. things because we did like touring children's shows. Yeah. So there. Was... Yeah, was
0: it King Thrushbeard? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then there was the fisherman and oh oh what, oh, the what was the
0: one line I did that was just like really loud and bombastic and crazy? I don't remember. Beautiful lady, oh, yeah. something like that.
2: All I like, could see is like wasn't Ross throwing fish at me at some point? <laughs> I
0: think so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> sorry, sorry, we do yeah, this. We do. But this. We,
0: we were walking down memory lane. <laughs> yeah, pull
1: I, us
2: back when we get in the theater
1: world. <laughs> I did a stage crew in college, so I'm. I, it's I, fun to hear the stories. <laughs> Yeah. And I still have moments when I'm watching once where I'm going, I hate glitter.
0: <gasps> oh, I remember the one time we tore up the stage at our college and like, uh, we, we like three years prior we had done a, or two years prior, maybe we had done a rock, a Rocky horror show uh, production and uh, they, people brought glitter every night and we, we thought we had it all. And then uh, the stage came off up in pieces To where you could kind of clean out under it, and one day uh, Mita, the technical director, had us lift all the pieces out, and we found like a ton of glitter. Like two years later, we were still finding glitter in that place. I love glitter. (laughs) (laughs) It's great, but the aftermath of it isn't so great. Yeah, it's like New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. (laughs) New
1: Year's Eve.
0: (laughs) New (laughs) Year's Eve. It's kind of like New Year's Eve.
1: Okay. There are numerous once podcasts out there. We've talked about a few of the things, but what do you feel makes your podcast most unique besides the rhyming opening?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's all there is, isn't it? No. um,
0: Yeah. I kind of check out after we do those
2: (laughs) some days. No. um, I think we're more casual Mm -hmm. in a good way. Yeah. Like we're professional, but casual all at the same time. And I get the impression that people like that about us.
0: Yeah, we, we <laughs> especially the past like month or so we've yeah. been hearing that a lot. Is a uh, just because c- kind of like we're casual and laid back, and I guess a lot of the other podcasts have been getting like, I, I, well, I mean we're getting set up into camps with like the shipping and everything, but uh, yes. you know we're not uh, really serious about no. it. No, it's just very lighthearted, and no. I, I, I think another Swan fire forever. Captain Swan. Uh, hashtag,
2: hashtag hashtag
0: hashtag hashtag Team Bill Meeks. Hashtag um, Team
2: Memory.
0: No, but uh. Well, I think another thing that makes our podcast kind of unique from all of the other podcasts out there is that we're we're kind of approaching it from two different directions too. Like uh, me, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big comic book fan. I really like alternate universes and metafiction and mashing characters together in interesting ways and everything. And Emery's is more. I like
2: pretty things.
0: Yeah, and you like soap <laughs> opera. Kind I of. I don't.
2: Well, I actually do not like soap, yeah, I, I I want like to say soap opera. Yeah, I like pop culture. I like you mm-hmm. know. Primetime TV. Yeah,
0: you like primetime network TV dramas.
2: Yes, and and this is like rolled up in a package sprinkled with glitter.
0: So, you know, we both uh, come at it from completely different directions, which means, you know, we notice different Different things. things. And uh, it it kind of – a lot of times it takes us to very unique places that uh, other people might not go when they're all coming at it from, I don't know, being a big fan of fairy tale. Like I I think a lot of the Once Upon a Time podcasts are coming at it from either being – Fans of Lost that yes. the creators worked on previously, or big Disney fans. Well,
2: I am mean, a big Disney fan. Yeah. yeah. I, I
0: mean, who isn't a big Disney fan? Come on, right? Right. Well, but uh, I mean, Walt Disney is one of my personal this is heroes, true. This like is top true. three. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, it brings a certain viewpoint and mm-hmm. a lot of time a certain bias to it. And. Yeah. A lot of times the hosts are in agreement on that bias. Right, where which we're... makes
2: it a really extreme opinion of the podcast where we actually almost go out of our way to have, excuse me, opposite opinions on things.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or
2: we'll play devil's advocate. Even if we agree with them, we're going to be like, nope, you're wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, convince each other of our points, right. you know, things like that. We
1: like to argue.
0: <laughs> but in a friendly way. Of
1: course. Well, you do it without a lot of the negativity that you get from a great deal of the ones fandom where if something doesn't go the way you wanted it to go you kind of just shrug it off
0: and move the on. The shipping
1: war is going to end ugly though. That's all <laughs> I can
0: say. Yeah, yeah, I I mean yeah, some some of uh are you, our listeners have been even getting a little personal with the shipping, or <laughs> even though they know we're joking about it. I think
2: right? they were even joking. It's just mm-hmm. you can always say so much on Twitter. Yeah, and even it's, rapid fire Twitter.
0: And we still haven't come up with the universal uh, sarcasm like symbol, pun, punctuation mark, or something. Right. So it's a little hard to right. say that you can't way. Can't
2: italicize to. something, mm-hmm. which is really
1: frustrating. <laughs> I like italics. So you brought up the the shipper war that you guys have actually taken sides on. Mm-hmm. Um, can you briefly kind of explain where you come from with each of those? Why, what makes you think that that's the right route to go?
0: I will give the floor to Anne-Marie first to defend her wrong opinion.
2: I love Balefire. <laughs> I I love his scruffiness. I, I don't know. He just makes He's warm and fuzzy.
1: <laughs> I want
2: to see him end with the mama. And I mean, I love Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. The first episode, I could not wait for Captain Hook. One mm-hmm. of my main points, and this sticks out in my head, showing how I'm more the pop culture person, was Guy Liner in, like, all caps. Like, I love <laughs> everything about Hook, but sorry, you actually belong with, like, Tinkerbell or something. <laughs> in my head.
0: Yeah, I, You know, I like Bay, too. For I sure. Oh, for sure. I just think that... You know, Bay had his chance and I, I think
2: no one deserves a second chance.
0: But the the decisions he made in regards to Emma in August and the, the way everything went down in Tallahassee, I don't Tallahassee. know if he does. Oh. And And I mean, they were good together, but they weren't good for each other. They didn't make each other the best people they could be. They made each other bad people by being together.
2: We're going to agree to disagree on this.
0: And I think they've both moved on. They've both become very good people in their own right, very strong people. Oh, but yeah. I just, I just think that, uh, you know, Captain Hook being ready to move on from Mila now after he's given up his whole revenge thing, which is a really good – I know, am happy
2: with that. I'm very yeah.
0: happy with that. And, and, I mean, you know, him and Emma definitely have, have some chemistry.
2: Maybe Rapunzel will be his chemistry.
0: <laughs> or Tank. Never, never she tank, says never, this week. Never, never, But yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just think they work well together. And I think, I think a Bay and Emma, a a return to a Bay and Emma relationship is doomed to fail and doomed to be probably toxic for both of
2: them. I think it's explored more at the very least.
0: (laughs) But as we said, you know, we both enjoy the other character. You know, I'm a big fan of Bay. She's a big fan of Captain Hook. So, you know, we, we have our teams, but we're,
2: We'll be supportive in the end. Of we'll be other. happy
0: for Emma, whatever she decides.
2: Exactly, sure. and I think one of my favorite parts is that the actors of Hook and Bay are like tight. Mm-hmm. Like you always see them. I think Comic Con. One of uh, what's his face? Uh Lost a bet and had to wear a silly hat during their panel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I oh I've seen, God. like tweeted Hilarious. pictures of them like on set, like walking around, right? Holding hands. They skipping. go out with
2: Grumpy. Like they all go to the bar and watch sports. <laughs> I, sure, um, I I like that. I like mm-hmm. that the actors are close. I think it actually makes it a better. It brings more to your acting yeah. again. Bringing the theater background, you can like
0: you mm-hmm. can't
2: peel it away like a shadow. Yeah, because
0: you trust each other more.
1: Yeah, and you can, you can take those chances when mm-hmm. you trust somebody.
0: More.
1: Yeah, I'm actually kind of disappointed that we went straight into them actually doing the shipping war, and we didn't get to see more of them interacting nicely. As characters, <laughs> I still well, think that have,
2: they have such a history that we still don't know. Yeah, I want backstory. I am glad we're out of Neverland, but gosh darn it, I want backstory.
1: Do <laughs> you think there's a timeline on the shipping wars that uh, we'll see an answer by the end of next segment, or who knows?
0: I have a feeling that we're going to get some indication in the season finale, but that they're going to play it out all next season because it's been really good for them. Yeah. Like on, on the social medias and everything. Yeah. Like everyone is invested in the shipping war. And the thing Even is you, We weren't shippers. Yeah. Well, the thing is, <laughs> when we started the whole, uh, you know, ship war argument, ship war on our podcast, it wasn't a thing yet. It was just, I think there was like a glance or a line <laughs> or something. Yes. Like in the first or second episode, I can't remember the exact moment, but uh, – and, and we just thought – I think we just – We
2: just took sides by, like, na- nature.
0: Yeah, and uh, then the next week it built up more and, and it more. built up more. And then it became the biggest thing in one space. Right, <laughs> that's because they
2: didn't have any Evil Queen stuff to do.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So – yeah, but it was just kind of surprising how it kind of uh, all Exploded built up after like that. We'd
2: already we hadn't
0: intended it to, but I don't think it's it been was fun. Us. It's been a lot of fun. I don't think
2: fun. it was us. <laughs> We're not that
0: big. No, I mean we hadn't intended <laughs> to make it a big part of our podcast.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, it just yeah. became fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: well, you mentioned the the Evil Queen. So taking a look at our villains, the villains have always been Rumpelstiltskin, Evil Queen, Peter Pan, kind of the characters everyone really loves in a right. Mm-hmm. love-to-hate type way. Well, what about, what's the recipe once it's got going, do you think, on the villains to make it? Because they, they aren't all as sympathetic as some of them are.
0: Yeah, like Pan, you've really not been able to find a... There's not a nice bone, bone
1: in his body.
0: <laughs> well, I think that might almost be the formula is maybe to introduce a villain and have them, have them stick around for like half a season, and you think they're just the evilest person you've ever seen. And then you kind of dive into the backstory
2: and the backstory you see, and how you see what made them
0: and you can kind of if if you don't understand it or you know if you don't i i don't know promote it or endorse it you at least uh empathize with it yeah you you, you understand like uh it from the killing joke uh batman the killing joke the last uh big line from the joker all that separates me from you he's uh the joker says to batman is one bad day and, you know, basically what we get is we get to see, you know, that big bombastic, I don't know, Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight Joker thing oh. for the first half season. And then the second half of the season, we get to see that one bad day yeah. and get some context why the villains are how Became they are. Became a villain. Yeah. And sometimes redemption and then non-redemption and then redemption again and then- <laughs>
1: Well, I think one of the things that I found interesting is they manage even when when you're kind of going, well, you're you're still wrong. You kind of understood where they were coming from. Rumple with the curse to to find Bay. Um, I honestly didn't really buy the vendetta against Snow from the Evil Queen until Snow did this stunt with her mom. At that point, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that 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 was my top moment of season two, just because of the uh, oh I. I don't even know how to say it without cursing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the messed up nature of it. Like yeah. it, like that that was I I mean that might be one of my my big like just like powerful moments of the series. That might be my number one just because it's one thing to, you know, hatch a plot to take down an evil uh, you know, Cora the yeah. evil queen mother or whatever. Uh it's another thing to trick her daughter into it's killing true. her and
1: uh, actually and have i no white do it
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> it, it, uh, i i just i i kind of feel like we still should get she still has some karmatic return or something coming from that Maybe just
1: she won't be able to i help. thought they dropped that plot line personally so we, yeah. we started with the darkened heart but yeah. it seems to be
0: gone mm-hmm. yeah it, it definitely it definitely feels that way that
1: but it was
2: mentioned, or or maybe it was a preview or something well, uh, about her darkened heart this season. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I remember like a conversation between her and Emma where it, it was basic basically, I've done some things too, you know, kind of implying yeah. that situation. But in, I really the the thing with morality in the show is it's all completely relative because all of these characters are from kind of like a medieval European world. Right. So I mean, their idea of morality is completely different than ours. Like, right. I, I, back then, you know, beheading someone wasn't an immoral act that wouldn't necessarily get you thrown in jail. Right? Depending <laughs> on who you beheaded. Yeah, you know, you know, in our society, uh, a little boy kissing a little girl on the cheek can land him in hot water. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's it's all relative too.
1: It is interesting because um, I I struggle with the shipping wars because I get a little hung up on how old those guys are when you actually stop to think about it. Um, And the fact that we really don't know how Neverland worked, if it was like the curse where they basically repeated the same day or if they've literally lived 300 years. mm -hmm. But they're from the Enchanted Forest. That's not really something that is going to be raising red flags for someone like David or Snow necessarily as as these relationships play out. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, although although I think we all have to agree that Rumple still seems a little too old for Belle.
1: I, I, yes!
0: <laughs> no the matter how you of the
1: hate mail, <laughs> yes. I do agree with that.
2: Yes. Well, I don't but, know what's going on with her. Like, he mm. was only gone a week, mm. and she needs to go shopping. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've been a little critical of her stories. It rough, was
2: horrendous.
0: Choices.
2: This week, that, oh, the, the beret. beret. No yeah. one should wear a beret. She's she put up a
1: barrier spell and she can't go anymore.
2: She didn't even feel she could do it until like seven people oh, dwarfs. Whoops.
0: I'm just saying uh, she can't go shopping. No. So uh, seven people dwarfs so three and a half people then.
2: <laughs> three and a half people headed to her. No, you can do it.
0: We're talking fairy tale dwarfs, not real life dwarfs. Right. Re- real life dwarfs are whole people.
2: Of course.
1: <laughs> anyway, sorry. sorry.
0: You can cut that out if you
1: um well we are coming up on the last episode of this season Mm -hmm. here uh one more so we've seen a few previews but not much do you have any theories about where it's going to end what they're going to try and do with the next season at this point i'm assuming people who are listening to this have watched
0: the show (laughs) so if not they've been completely spoiled (laughs)
2: If not, they shouldn't be listening to it. <laughs> Always keep current, people. Um, I think they're going back to Fairytale Land. I want them back in Fairytale Land. I know that there are pictures out there of people in Fairytale Land that no one will send me a link to. Hi, that's you. Can you send me a link to these pictures? <laughs> um, I want to see them all there. Because mm-hmm. they actually have all thrived there. So even the people who ran away or aren't... Er- in a sense, originally from there, mm-hmm. like when Emma went back, she did good in Fairy Tale Land. Yeah. When Bay got thrown back there, um, he snapped right back into like he left when he was mm-hmm. 14. He should like it shouldn't all still mm-hmm. be right there. But he was like, blood magic. I got this. <laughs> do, 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 do. And like he well, fit right in.
0: May, maybe, you know, the Enchanted Forest by its very nature, the good guys end up winning. You know, where yeah, I mean, our our world, it's a bit more or a bit less clear cut. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely think we're probably going to be seeing a lot of characters returning to fairy tale land too. Uh with the curse. I know it's going to get altered in some way. Right. My best guess right now is that everyone's going to go back to fairy tale land and they're not going to remember their storybrook lives. And then it's going to be a half season uh, of Emma being the only one who remembers everything. Uh, trying I, to convince them.
2: There will be a new book.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> I, 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 a Storybrooke book. Uh, okay.
1: See. Well, wouldn't it be Henry? Wouldn't it go back to Henry being the only Because he's the only one who was born here. Oh.
0: This is true. Yeah, But see, oh, Emma never had Henry. Emma never had another persona, though, either. You know, she never had it. So maybe they might create one for her like they did for all the Storybrooke or storybook characters. Oh,
2: she'll get a fairy tale, like, personality?
0: Yeah, like, like she'll <laughs> just remember Snow and Charming having been in the castle, being her parents, being the king and queen or whatever for 30 yeah. years. She won't remember all the, the bad stuff, and then Henry will make her remember, and she'll be like, I wish you weren't my son anymore, because Ooh. I didn't want to remember that.
1: I'd love to. See Jennifer Morrison trying to be a princess for an entire that episode. would be hilarious. Like, <laughs> well, they, they
0: didn't. One of the promo picks yes. for this half season or this season have her in kind of a princess. Yeah, it, dress? it was a snow dr- it was it dress.
2: Was the mm-hmm. It was snows dress. The ones they
0: yanked.
2: It was snows dress from the previous year. The
0: the ones they put up for like three seconds and then realized that all of Tumblr had them beat already <laughs> before yeah. they even started. They
2: were Horrendous, horrendous. Anyway, sorry. They fixed it. Thankfully, okay.
0: yeah, but that's that's the big. Th- theory um i don't know i guess it re- it really all depends on depends. what happens with uh-huh. pan uh-huh. yeah it all depends on what happens with pan uh you know because if he makes it through this sunday's episode then it could be Crazy. anything yeah but if he doesn't then it's probably just going to be dealing with the aftermath of what he did and whatever the new big bads are doing uh, which we, we have got some casting. I forget the actress's name, but they've said she's going to be playing a pretty major villain. Yeah. So. Uh,
2: but who that villain is, we have no idea.
0: Yeah. I, some people have been saying the Wicked Witch of the West, which if they do Oz. Oh. Yes, please. <laughs> Basically. Uh, but uh, I I, I thought, actually thought maybe it might be like a young Male- Maleficent or something.
2: Maleficent's not that old, though.
0: Yeah, Maleficent wasn't that old, but I mean, she was older. She was like forties, yeah. and maybe I don't know. Maybe some with her being transformed into the dragon, being stuck in Storybrooke, uh, being brought back, and everything. Maybe somehow it deages her. You know, anything okay. could happen. Any, anything could happen. Or it could just be flashbacks young Maleficent. But everyone's saying Wicked Witch of the West, and I don't want to be like everyone else, so I'm saying Young Maleficent. See, that's
1: interesting. The only, only theory I've heard up until now has been Cruella Deville.
0: I, I can also... see that. Especially since Pongo's in Storybook. Oh,
1: poor Pongo. <laughs> I think it was the fact that she's supposed to have her own theme song, and everyone just went straight to the Cruella DeVille song. Oh, she has a theme oh, song. Oh, did they mention that? Yeah, she's supposed to, the, the, Something about she's got her own theme song, and we, you can't read into it whether she has her own theme song in the show or if she had her own theme song in whatever she that was previously.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. if it's what whatever she was in previously, that pretty much narrows it down to. Cruella, Cruella de yeah. Cruella, Cruella de
2: Okay. See, this is
0: <laughs> we always sing on the podcast, and
2: too. we really don't play <laughs> it ever. Um, I've also heard that she might be a uh, Mother Gothel. I think it is from Rapunzel. But I'm not mm. sure if that's just a tangled character or not.
0: Well, I, you know, we've seen from the Wonderland show that they're Ugh. not afraid to bring Disney-only villains in because they brought Jafar in. So we not talk Wonderland. We'll not talk one. Thank you. And, and yeah. unless she asks us about it, and then of Please course we'll have to. Please not ask me about Wonderland.
1: I, 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 have not actually watched Wonderland. I have. That's been cute. kind of waiting to have mm-hmm. the whole picture and then dive into it, like you're saying, and kind of binge watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I you're good. <laughs> too many, too many spinoffs that didn't <laughs> quite hold water.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we've been—I I mean, we've been doing a, a separate podcast for episode it. for it every week all season, and we've just—it's been kind of middling. Like, there's been some really great episodes. There's the one been with really the great it,
2: moments. Yeah, there all have right. not really, been complete good episodes.
0: I think
1: what I—the only thing I've—I've I've heard that I know I—I want to watch is Jafar. So hit or miss. It. Yeah.
0: When he's, when he's wearing the the I, I forget the name of the actual garment, but the gown thing, yeah, he just stands weird, and it's, he, it's like he's trying to be intimidating, but it's not intimidating. It just kind of looks like he's just kind of I don't know he's a, I, 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 all hunched over and everything. It's a little weird, like when there was a couple episodes where he went to uh, Alice's homeworld. And uh, he was dressed in just like a business suit. And he was kind he was of – Awesome in He suit. was smarmy. He was intimidating. He was yes, great. Yes, But for some reason, just – I don't – He I, can't wear glitter. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's just the actor. I think maybe he just doesn't know how to work in uh, – A dress? A, a dress. <laughs> a flowy down. kind he's not a good actor
2: because every actor has to wear drag.
0: Well, see, I was actually – was that
2: just our school?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I actually uh, started rewatching Lost last night because I watched the first season and never got any farther back when it first aired. And the actor who plays Jafar yeah. in Wonderland, uh, he yes. plays Saeed in Lost, and I was loving him in Lost. That's I, actually I, why it, I wanted to see it. Yeah. yeah, and I remembered liking him in the series too. And I think it's—I I don't know—I think it was just a mismatch. I think—I think it was just a situation. Where they they had an actor that they really liked and they had a history with and they worked for or worked with who was of Middle Eastern descent. And so when it came time to cast Jafar, why not go to. He
2: also influenced that they even had Jafar.
0: This is very true, too. Although I will say that uh, other lost cast members, Jorge Garcia as Ah, (laughs) tiny. Perennial favorite around here. Yeah. Anytime he shows up is great. He hasn't been in this season.
2: I think he had a brief moment in time. Did he? I don't remember. Yeah, but, Well, they,
0: they've barely been in story for yeah, yeah, seasons. So. Right.
2: Anyway, sorry.
1: No, that's, <laughs> I started watching the show because of Robert Car- Carlyle and what he'd done in Stargate. And I still keep looking at him going, I came for you and you are not anywhere close to what you were in Stargate. <laughs> but I'm <Yeah>. still here.
0: <laughs> he, he's entertaining enough that even if you're not enjoying what he's doing, you still have to watch it. You absolutely yeah. have to watch it. Yeah, I haven't. I, I I never saw him in Stargate. Like, actually, once was my introduction to him. I need to go back and check out Stargate and uh, some of the. Uh, like, I, didn't he do a lot of like more indie movies back in the late nineties, early two thousands, something like that? I I, th- I think I remember seeing that on his IMDb. I need to go back and check those out too.
1: The only other thing I've seen him in actually was the movie adaptation of Eragon.
0: Oh, okay. okay. And.
1: That actually is more akin to gold than mm. his his Stargate run all painted up and. Over oh, I'd drop. imagine
0: because that's that's all uh, that's like high fantasy, like dragons yeah. or something, isn't? It? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and he so. was playing a shade or something. So, it, yeah. Huh.
0: Nice. Sorry, I just Would, kicked Amory.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Abuse. Would. Is there a different spin off you guys would like to see the the show maybe look at? Go ahead and wrap up Wonderland. And...
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, Oz. Oz. Oz would probably be the best because Oz was always one of my favorite book series growing up. Not just The Wizard of Oz, but the, the, whole, the series whole series of books, the whole world. And there's such a... Like versus Neverland where it's Peter, the pirates, the mermaids, the Indians, you're done. Uh, Oz is just expansive. Think, think, think of the most, like, detailed, rich world you can think of. Like, I, I don't know, like, a Lord of the Rings or something, where there's, like, history books written about, you know, a minor character in book three. And that's Oz. And, I mean, there there were shorter books. It was on a smaller scale because it was meant for children. But it's just, like, one of the most dense... I, I think if if they did a spinoff on Oz, it could go longer than the main one series. If they brought Oz into the main it, one right. series, they could... They could ride Oz probably until the end of the series. There's so much material there. Yeah. But yeah, but uh past Oz. I I mean I think I, I would really like to see them explore uh uh Dr. Frankenstein's black yeah. and white world a little bit more, which might actually tie into Oz with a couple yes. of name drops we got there. Like actually uh one of the main things we talked about uh last? They're, they mentioned a wizard. They mentioned I think they mentioned slippers at some point.
2: No, that was this season. Oh, that was the, yeah, that bee, was It was a portal.
0: Oh, oh uh, yeah, it, the, there was like an off to see the wizard line. Yeah, in there the was Frankenstein episode. I yeah. uh, the, the but uh what you call it? You know I'd like to see that world and that could definitely transition in Dawes because you know Dorothy lived in a black and white world too. Right. So uh, maybe that could that could be the the B to get us from A to C. You know is uh, Frankenstein's world.
1: Yeah, because a lot—that was a, a lot of early speculation. Was actually that Will was
0: Oz, yeah. yeah, and I mean he still could be because, as we all know, uh, Once Upon a Time has a has a penchant for taking one character and turning them into seven.
2: seven. <laughs> I was about to say seven. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tick tock. Tick. Tock. Yeah, speaking of that. Grown <laughs> <laughs> and shifted a lot since the the very first episode were their favorite plots character stories general arts, you either really liked or some that you kind of wish they hadn't done.
0: Uh, well, you know, just as far as overall impression of the episode, I, I, I think probably still stands in our mind is probably the biggest disappointment is probably the Tallahassee episode, the, the flashback episode yes. with Emma and Neil. I mean, given the context that we got later, finding out Neil was Balefire and everything, it makes it a little better. Right. But I think that's really the only episode we've, like... Hated just on just absolutely. I think we even called the episode haterade. We did, we, yeah, we did. It, it, we I, I for some reason it just did not jive with us at all. I think I think a part of it too was we had been building up a lot of expectations yes. for it in our head, and it just.
2: You mean sort of like when he opened the thing on his bike, and it was a type <laughs> that I know you're bailfire.
0: Yeah, the People most like on nose. I know it and, was horrible. And That was like the most on the nose way you could reveal that. Like it could have been a drawing of the dagger. A
2: storybook. I,
0: a I, I, I street carnival character of Rumpelstiltskin.
2: Anything else? <laughs> Literally anything,
0: anything else? But a typewriter saying, "I know your bailfire." You, whatever.
2: Yes. Or if it would have been on like the, a postcard from mm-hmm. something, a fairy tale, even. Yeah. Because he's obviously aware. Or it,
0: like if he opened it and it was like a copy of Grimm's Fairy Tales. Yes. That would have been great.
2: That would have been. Like, that would
0: have been subtle.
2: <laughs> no, it wanted to <laughs>
1: smack you in the face.
0: But uh, yeah, as far as positive stuff, I, I'd say probably uh, actually the the snow moment we discussed, where she tricked uh, Regina into killing her mom. I just just from like a uh, wow kind yeah. of kind of moment. That's probably one of my most favorite moments from the series. And I've really liked Pan this season. Uh-huh. One because he's a really really dark, challenging threatening villain and two he's a really good adaptation of peter pan uh you know spiritually he is the peter pan from the book it's just we're we're viewing the story from the perspective of the adult characters and you know to an to an adult you know we're all grown adults here A boy acting that way would seem like a bad guy yeah but to a boy like henry he might seem like a really good guy right. because he, he's all about independence and, right. you know, mischief and saving getting one magic. over on the adults and saving magic, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's probably uh, my two standout things I, I'd, I'd like to mention. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Anne-Marie after she finishes yawning. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's late. Uh, cause, uh, Emma is on West coast and we're on yep. East coast. East coast. So. <laughs> it's a it's been
2: a long day around here. Um, <laughs> Let's see. I, oh, I don't know. I I mean I love when Bell turned into like Warrior Bell. Mm-hmm. That was really fun for me. Oh,
0: that one episode. The one like
2: she only really got that one episode, but it gave her so much meat mm-hmm. and something. She'd really only been been the only princess to not have that type of storyline, mm-hmm. and I like that the, the princesses have those storylines, that they're not all floofy.
0: Yeah. They don't yeah. all need
2: to be floofy.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing I'm, I'm really looking for them to do sometime is to kind of have like a, I don't know, like a magnificent seven of the Disney princesses all getting together to kind of be a big group of like, well, good
1: because
2: that's going to bring back Aurora and we really yeah. need Aurora and Mulan. Yeah,
0: Aurora, Mulan, snow, Ariel, Belle, uh, well, cinderella
2: cinderella we need more cinderella too. we do I we, we, we
1: did in her since when
2: wonderland she, yeah actually yeah. she she was she in was the in first wonderland. she
0: okay, was in the, the first episode. episode of wonderland
2: there's actually theories and, and we haven't seen tonight's mid-season finale yet
0: yeah we haven't seen the we last episode um but for
2: wonderland. there was theories that cinderella is the red queen's sister Really? How did you, we talked about it?
0: Oh yeah, we did. We, we ooh, Well, that it. was that was like when Cinderella showed up though, wasn't it? No. Oh no, no, that was later because of the scene with uh the, mom. the Red Queen's mom. Yeah. But I, So
2: that I think would be mm-hmm. that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Really like the Red Queen, by the way, completely oh, yeah.
0: unrelated.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure if I actually ever answered your question, but I tried. <laughs>
1: well, and I was even thinking more, you know, the the big arcs like uh Emma struggling to to deal with uh, the fact that everything around her suddenly turned into a magical world, and not only does she have parents, they're Snow White and Prince Charming, and they're the same age
0: as she is. Well, yeah, and
1: it's yeah, like
0: she hasn't really even gotten a, a breather to deal with all. Yeah, that she stuff really yet. hasn't.
2: Like <clears throat> like she whined about mm-hmm. this week. She doesn't get a day off, and.
0: She yeah. needs to take off. Because it was basically she believed in magic. She broke the curse. The wraith sent her to the Enchanted Forest. She came back. Someone stole her son and she went to Neverland. And we're After, back. after traveling to New York with Rumpelstiltskin to go get Balefire.
1: Who turned out to be. Yeah. And,
0: <laughs> and, and, and carjacking Cab, uh, the Jolly Roger to make it back <laughs> to uh, story That's true. And then boom. And then the, the and events of are. this season. Yeah. Like she she – She's has she slept?
2: The, <laughs> I, I always wonder that. They don't sleep. Yeah, they don't sleep,
0: especially this season because it's been like well, you know with Neverland. The, well, the the, end, it, the that's the thing with Neverland. It's the end of one episode uh, happens, and then moments later in story time, the next episode starts. Right. So it's like there there's never any real break.
2: Right. There was like one scene where we saw people sleeping because <laughs> and something she was that, awake. I, and she and was wearing pants. Yes. I thought <laughs> yes. you weren't watching. Um, <laughs> yeah, she just never sleeps. Yeah.
0: So. that That's her real superpower. It's not being able to tell when people lie. It's that she never has to sleep.
1: Oh, I think they need to let the superpower die. I really do. Well,
0: it's well, I don't all, think it's, they're
1: using it that well.
0: It's always been super inconsistent anyway. I, I'm guessing it, it was probably just like a slight indication of her magic via clairvoyance or something mm-hmm. like that or – Something like that, but nothing major. And now that she's actually tapping into the real stuff, they're probably not going to come back to it. Yeah.
1: That's, well, she needs that's to actually, actually use it. something I've wondered. Has anyone really sat down and talked to Henry about the fact that now all three of his parents have are basically magicians? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Neil's kneel, off doing the blood magic stuff. I was going <laughs> to say, he
2: only does blood magic for now for now he probably has well
0: actually <gasps> he 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 took to that so quickly i I, I almost wonder if he got up to some sort of magic mischief in wonderland you know you mean neverland neverland so neverland.
2: many lands every Sorry. single
0: land in that hat Oh,
2: the hat
0: <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i kind of wonder if uh may, maybe he might have uh picked up some magical cuz i know uh when he was living with rumple he was very resistant to anything magic, right? But maybe you know, when you're in Neverland, sometimes you have to make some compromises <laughs> to get by, right?
1: Which, yeah, well, Henry did that arc too.
0: I mean, no magic, no magic, no
1: magic, boom, magic. So,
0: yeah. And then you got um, got a uh, your body taken over by Pan. Stupid, stupid him. Stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it it I I was trying to think of what it. Twelve-year-old was like, and we did stupid things in the name of yes. heroism, and
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 over thirty, and I do stupid things all the time. That's for kind of my stock and trade: stupid things. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not going to judge Henry. I'm just going to call him out on it.
1: Yeah. So you guys uh, obviously do like Doctor Who. You consider doing a podcast, and you actually did one for the fiftieth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, are there any other things that shows, books, stuff you would say you are big in the fandom that you think might actually kind of play in, like you were saying with the comics, even Um, your enjoyment of once coming from from an enjoyment of comics.
0: Well, we we've talked about trying, trying to bring some of that stuff in. And we've also talked a bit about what to do after once ends. I, I, I know that uh, we, we are considering maybe doing a uh, kind of like a rundown of either the fable series, the comic book series, or they just released a, Telltale, who uh, won Game of the Year last year for their Walking Dead game, uh, just released a Fables game, uh, the first episode of a Fables game. And I I know it's going to be really hard to get Anne-Marie to sit down to read a comic book. Yep. (laughs) But I thought it might be neat for us to sit down and play the game and then kind of you know do an episode on it, comparing it to the series and stuff like that. And I also know that next year on Fox they're going to be doing a – a procedural series, uh, kind of like a police procedural oh, series yeah. called Gordon, about Commissioner Gordon from Batman, kind of like Origins of All the Villains. You know, you see Batman kind of in the background every once in a while. And since I hate procedurals, but I love Batman, and anne really love loves procedurals. procedurals, but she's not a huge comic book fan. But we I thought like Batman. We th- we're actually uh, kind of considering maybe doing that as our next podcast, and then that way, you know, consider – Assuming that series is successful, we'll be able to kind of you know transition over into that once once wraps up. you know, like I said, best case scenario, four to six seasons for one side. Imagine I know they'll get a season next year oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, they've been performing pretty well for Sunday nights on ABC. Wonderland, um, not so much.
1: Wait, the longer series, even if they manage to pull back out of it. About their sixth, seventh, they start going.
0: Um, we're oh, out yeah. of ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think I think it's probably a big part about hitting that syndication number too, because once you hit that syndication number, okay. you're in huge profits. Like if you if you hit the, the amount of episodes you need for syndication or a network does. They, they've made their money back on the series. And, and once it's so close, now it would be silly of them not to do one more season yeah. to hit that 100th episode. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, so, it, Well, they might have lowered it in recent years. I almost want to say they did. Uh, but I don't have any facts to support me. So I'm going to say 100 for now because I know that used to be right.
1: So with uh, comic books, do you guys ever think you would get into something like the the new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or maybe even just the, the Marvel U?
0: What we considered that because Amory was, a, if nothing else, a big fan of like the Iron Man movies and stuff.
2: What well, the one that I saw? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh but,
2: I don't get to go out mm-hmm. often.
0: But you know, honestly, I watched the first couple episodes and I just wasn't really that impressed. Like, I I, I don't know if it was just like the low budget or they were trying to bring in a broader audience to eventually go and see the Marvel movies or something like ding, ding,
2: that. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner,
0: but it, it just wasn't very compelling to me. And obviously, you know, agent Colson is great because he's great. That actor's yeah. great and everything. But I, I don't know. I just kind of dropped off after the first couple episodes. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for someone on, you know, social media on Twitter, something that I really, really trust to say, Oh my God! Did you see that latest episode of Agents of Shield? And then I'll go watch that. And if I really like it, I'll catch up on the whole series. But uh, as of, as of now, no plans for Agents of Shield for sure. But yeah, yeah, Gordon is is a very yeah. strong possibility. I, I I'd say as long as it goes to series, uh, yeah, we'll probably be doing, doing a podcast on it. So. Nice.
1: And in addition, also
0: to- also that's an exclusive. We've never even mentioned that on the podcast before. Okay. That we we're thinking about that. So
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you- that that would be an interesting one because you're right. It, it it's probably as close to what Marvel was trying to do with Agents of Shield in that it's not the super. Well, Batman's not super powered, but mm-hmm. it's the everyday guy on the street.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, from what I've what I've heard, uh, yeah, Paul Dini. Uh, the guy, one of the co-creators of Batman, the animated series who transitioned over into writing comics and stuff like that. Uh, he was on Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith a couple of weeks ago. And he said that they're kind of trying to base it off a series from back in the early 2000s called Gotham Central, which was just basically it, w- it was a comic book about the Gotham City Police Department. And that I mean, it was a great series. And it was an award winning series and it was a procedural and I liked it. So uh, you know, got
2: many things in the positive column.
0: You know, if he, even you know when they're writing the show Bible, they kind of reference that series. I I, I think that bodes well for it for sure.
1: Hmm. Uh, in addition to maybe podcasting about a comic book television, you wrote a comic book style book here recently too. that yes. I actually did read, but um, I'm. Really got to, it all kind of ties together, I guess, now that I, you said you like comic books, because I, I read it and I, I saw a lot of the things I liked from once in it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the, the comic books make sense too, but, uh, I, I really gotta say the magic tricks was what kind of really won, won it over for me. It was so different uh-huh. to actually have them doing real magic tricks. Is that something you do? Is that something you're a hobby? Or did you, how did you pick
0: that element uh, well yeah for, first I'll say the book's called Dogboy Den of Thieves you know pick it up dogboyadventures.com plug uh, <laughs> but, uh, no the magic trick things I, I'm glad you like that uh, you know I don't actually do it myself because I'm a, I'm a very clumsy man And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm also a really bad liar, (laughs) so, uh, it would be really hard for me to convincingly do magic, but my father actually was a magician. I, he, he passed away before I was born, but much like, uh, Bronson, the character in the book, my father left me a kind of a little satchel, a little suitcase filled with a bunch of magic tricks. And, uh, that was something I had a lot of fun with growing up. And I've also, you know, since then in my adult life i've also uh kind of befriended a couple of uh magicians uh, a guy named brian brushwood who does a lot of bizarre magic fire eating sticking nails through his eyelids stuff like that and andrew main who's more of a kind of a cerebral magician and uh you know so i've, I've kind of got like a really good insight into the magic world from then which i think informed a lot of the magic stuff in dog boy as well and actually uh uh, the, the first scene where Dog boy Erb uh, Bronson goes into the magic shop is actually kind of a recounting of a real experience I had when I lived in Philadelphia. I walked into a magic shop actually uh doing research for an earlier version of the story and I was just talking to him. And I told him my dad was a magician and he he said that he he said you 're probably crazy then and uh, it was kind of insulting, <laughs> but also kind of <laughs> so true yeah very funny kind of insult insulting kind of uh, insightful in a way too especially since I've learned more about the magic community in recent years but I I ended up being a really cool way to kind of introduce the character into dog boy's universe
1: yeah and I, I did see a lot of the, the comic book in there too I think my favorite moment was when he he tried to make his first dramatic exit and she, she could still see him hiding under the car <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was just too, uh, yeah, that's really how that ought to go. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it, there, there's a lot of, uh, it, it, it's a, it's almost kind of meta-commentary like that. There, there's that, and there, there's the one bit where he's practicing his voice, and he does the Batman voice. And then he realizes that it would really hurt your voice to talk like yeah. this over <laughs> an extended period of time. But, uh, yeah, I'm actually working on a, uh, a new... Novella, uh, based in the same universe, uh, called Dog Boy: Danger on Liberty Pier, and there's a lot of that meta kind of stuff in there too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you'll de- definitely uh, when that comes out, I'll send you a free copy, uh, oh. <laughs> and uh, you can check it out. And uh, it, like I said, there's a lot more of it in there. So,
1: all right, is there anything else you would like to share about the podcast? About once.
0: Um, not too much. I mean, we're going to be going on a hiatus here sh- shortly, a yeah. little bit, because you know the main one series is. But we're going going to try to do uh, a couple of uh, episodes with guests discussing the the half first half season in full, and uh, we're going to do some. Uh, we're going to try and do some episode commentaries right. too, which we did one for the pilot, uh, which went pretty well last year. But then we just never. <laughs> I, I was meant to say.
2: <laughs> Our uh, faithful listeners who've been listening since the beginning will know that we've made this promise many, many times. Yeah, and
0: we hope to one day fulfill it, hopefully over this break. Yes,
2: this break, I'm feeling dedicated.
0: But, I I mean, besides that, really, uh, yeah, just check out the podcast, greetingsfromstorybrook.com or on iTunes. uh, And if you like us, follow us on Twitter. Twitter's been getting a little less active than it normally is lately so yeah follow us follow it over on twitter at gf story we tweet out every episode all sorts of fun image macros of one's Facebook. characters and if you write us we definitely one of us will reply
2: more than yeah
0: That was a fun interview, wasn't it? Actually, I don't really know because it's been a couple months ago, so I don't remember too much about it. I remember having a really good time, though, and that we uh, you know, talked a lot about this show. Sorry if some of the theories might have been a little dated, but I th- I believe this was uh, right after the uh, finale. I could be wrong, though. Like I said, I didn't re-listen to it, but uh, you know, a lot of good times, and uh, you-, you got a little bit more background on the show. I thought this would be a good one to put out right before Once comes back, so Sunday night when people are looking for Once podcast, they can kind of get an idea of of what our show's like. Uh, But I guess until then, uh, I'll I'll be saying adieu. Uh, We would like your reactions both on Wonderland and once this week. Uh, You know, as soon as you finish the episode, just run over to your computer and you can email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. You can tweet us on Twitter at gfstorybrook. And uh, you can always leave a voicemail, which I don't have the number in front of me. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. 424-274-2352. Again, that number is 424-274-2352. And as I said, I'm Bill Meeks. You can follow me on Twitter at BillMeeks. And uh, my web my main website is MeeksMixMedia.com. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you in a Storybrooke. I know that's not the way we sign this off. We say, greetings from Storybrooke.